What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with your host, Kwame Fisher-Jones. As always, I am him. You know, there are two things that are driving me insane this week in relation to the NFL season. Two things that are bugging the stew out of me. And I I felt like I should create a show, two things from week two or two things from week three, blah, 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 blah. But I really don't think I need to do that because it's so random, but it just needs to be said. As an avid NFL fan, as a guy that has watched the NFL for what feels like a skillion years, a guy that enjoys great players, regardless of great athletes, regardless of the industry or profession, one of my favorite players to watch was Barry Sanders. One of my other most favorite players to watch was Lawrence Taylor. And not because of statistically what they the numbers they put up, because they didn't put up eye-gouging numbers, but the effort and adrenaline and aggression and passion that they played with couldn't be polar opposite, but popped off the screen. Barry was a quiet guy who didn't celebrate touchdowns, but every snap, every play gave you ball-to-the-wall effort. He never gave up on a play. He would fight for the last yard. And sometimes he would lose 20 in an effort to get 80. But you always had that threat of a home run. And it always took more than four guys to stop it. The first guy was never good enough. The second guy didn't try hard enough. The third guy wasn't smart enough. The fourth guy just got him caught for dumb luck. Just And, and, you know, luck is nothing but opportunity meeting preparation. So the fourth guy always got that opportunity because he was in the perfect spot prepared for a guy that was tired. Conversely, with Lawrence Taylor, it was the same same logic, though. But the difference is it was on the other side of the ball. But it was never one guy that could block him. There was never two guys that could block him. You had to scheme every play for where's Lawrence Taylor. And like I said, eye-gouging numbers weren't there, the eye-popping numbers, but the impact on the game, the way he dominated a game was like no other. Reggie White was spectacular. He had the club, but he wasn't Lawrence Taylor. He wouldn't chase a play down from the other side of the field. He wouldn't give you the quotes and the snarling and give you everything and deliver play in and play out the way Lawrence Taylor did. If I hear one more person compare Michael Parsons to Lawrence Taylor, this dude will never be Lawrence Taylor. Michael puts up exceptional numbers. In fact, He's got uh, close to 30 sacks in, in less than three seasons. I don't think Lawrence Taylor had half of that. If he did, it was barely. I think he had about 16 sacks. I mean, I could look it up, but I choose not to. I know in the playoffs, he play, he showed up, Micah, in a different type of league. I won't say he doesn't show up, but it's a passing league, so his numbers should be outstanding. And as I look it up now, yeah, in Lawrence's first three seasons, he had, what's that, 16, 17, so about the same. He had 26 sacks, roughly 26 sacks. Mike has got 30 in less games. So they're about what and what there. Mike has actually got the lead. Defensively, the, the impact they had on their teams, top three defenses, first two years, then they went, then Lawrence was in the seventh, and Lawrence rings the seventh team, same thing. Mike's defense started slow. Now they're in the top five in his first three seasons. So defensively, as far as a unit, they're there. I'm not going to say Micah doesn't give you the same effort, but he ain't the same player. The passion and pride isn't there. He's a, you know, he, he, it's kind of like, 
when I watch Michael Parsons play, he's playing football because he's good at it, not because he loves it. He does a podcast because he he's good at interacting with people, but not because he loves it. You feel like Lawrence Taylor slept with a football in his bed. You feel like he woke up in the morning mad because a quarterback thought he could score on him. Mike is waking up and playing on social media. And that's not a diss. He's a great player, phenomenal player. He ain't Lawrence Taylor. And I'm tired of the comparisons. And I'm tired of the comparisons coming from people who are looking for more than a comparison to liking a player other than allowing them to create their own lane. Allow Micah Parsons to be the next Micah Parsons or the first Micah Parsons or a player like we've never seen before because there will never, ever, 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 ever be another player cut from the same cloth as Barry Sanders and Lawrence Taylor. There will never be a guy that will be on TV screaming he's going after someone like a bunch of crazed dogs. Instead, there'll be guys communicating with other players, trying to figure it out, interacting with their players about how this guy should have been here and this guy should. You don't see that from Lawrence because Lawrence always carried that load. If a guy scored a 70-yard, if Randall threw a 70-yard pass to Calvin Wiz, that was Lawrence Taylor's fault. Even though he don't play quarterback, he still felt like he should have made a play. That's not Michael Parsons. That's not how he's cut. And the comparison is nauseating. Yes, he puts up phenomenal numbers. He is an outstanding player. So my gripe is not with the inequities or the adequacies of a Michael Parsons. It's with the greatness, transcendent greatness of a Lawrence Taylor. And we'll see as the season goes on, because that's another thing. Lawrence always delivered, LT always delivered when the season went on. As the season goes on for the Cowboys, we'll start hearing about it's always that. It always, it's always Dakota's fault. It's Dakota's fault. He led the league in interceptions. Although a team can't beat you if they don't score. A team can't beat you if they don't score. I'm going to say that again. team can't beat you if they don't score. doesn't matter if Dakota comes out those 77 interceptions. If the other team isn't scoring, and while that's not all Micah's fault, he shouldn't be getting this much credit because the Cowboys as a unit have a better defense than what the Giants ever had. Carl Banks was nice. Hampton was nice. Give me another player. I can give you Felipe Sparks. Great. So let's stop with the comparisons of the Michael Parsons and the Lawrence Taylors. There will never be another Lawrence Taylor. There will never be another prideful player like a Lawrence Taylor. There will never be a guy that can come in and play in a number one market media market in the world and outperform that stage the way Lawrence Taylor did. And if you want to give me numbers, I know there's a lot of analytical people out there that love to give you numbers, knock yourself out. But when I turn on that tape, and unfortunately with Lawrence, it has to be VHS or YouTube. It is what it is. But when I turn, literally have to turn on, when I literally turn on that tape, I see a different player. There was no scheme to stop Lawrence Taylor. There was no left tackle, right tackle, right guard, left guard, center, running back, tight end, man enough to stop Lawrence Taylor. I've seen Micah Parsons get blocked. I've seen Micah Parsons get knocked down. And again, it's not a diss on him, but you can't put him on a Mount Rushmore when he can't even make it through the forest. So slow down on that. Now, the second thing that's bugging the stew out of me, we're just going to act like Sean Payton didn't lose by 50 points this week. 
We're just going to act like the Denver Broncos didn't go down by 50 points to Tua Tagaloa. We're going to act like we, we're just going to act like Tua didn't just hang 70 on the Denver Broncos. And Nick Wright stole my thunder here. Shout out to him. I got to give him credit for that. What, where, where does, what side of the ball does Sean Payton coach? Because we hear a lot of shots at Russell Wilson. We hear a lot of shots that Russell needs to do this, Russell needs to do that. But we don't hear anything about Sean Payton. So I'm going to ask again, what, what position, what side of the ball does he go? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. He, he, he coaches the entire team. So the entire team wasn't able to come out and perform well. The entire team got blown out by 15. Who's that? Who's that go to? Who's that belong to? Who holds that loss? I would venture to believe it would be one Sean, Sean Patrick or Patrick Sean Payton. Yeah, the same one Super Bowl holder that Russell Wilson has, Payton. The same guy who had a Hall of Fame quarterback in a division that was lackluster, Sean Payton. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson has put up a Hall of Fame resume, Hall of Fame career, but he's got to be questioned by Sean Payton. And if you have any questions, you know, I heard an analyst say that a team's going to come out, that Sean Payton's going to come in and say, if you can't tackle, we're going to get guys in here that will. So this, so dudes are making it to the NFL that can't tackle or won't tackle. If you don't catch the ball, we're going to get guys in here who will. So these cats are playing in the highest level of professional sports, but they can't catch the ball or won't catch the ball. When the Broncos came out for the third quarter, they had scored 13 points. The Broncos had scored 35. I'm going to repeat that. When they came out at the halftime, the score was 35 to 13. Couldn't get too much worse to what people thought until the Dolphins dropped another 14. So now we're looking at 49 points. The Saints scored seven in the third and fourth quarter combined. They didn't come out at halftime ready to play because they didn't believe in the adjustments or whatever Sean Payton was peddling. Now, we can act like his last four seasons in New Orleans, 11-5, and 13-3, 13-3, 12-4, 9-8, excuse me, last five seasons. We can act like those are great numbers and those are what, what, what championship Hall of Fame coaches are made of, or we can act like they're just what they are. You've got better talent than everybody else, and it didn't equate into any Super Bowl wins. Didn't equate into anything. Didn't put you in any type of championship realm. And don't give me Tom Brady stole his ring because Tom Brady didn't steal it. He walked in and took it. It's safe to say at this point, it doesn't take all day to recognize sunshine. The game is past Sean Payton by. I'm going to say it. I'm going to jump out on a bus and I'm going to say it. The game is passing by. And you need no other explanation, no other example, nothing more to give credence to the fact the game is passing by other than the 0-3 record and losing by 50 points to a professional football team. 50. In the AFC West, we have the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Broncos ain't winning that division anytime soon. You keep telling me how good Justin Herbert is. If it wasn't for the Raiders and Justin Herbert, 
if those teams, if the Raiders and Justin Herbert were even adequate, the Chargers and Jimmy Garoppolo for the Raiders and Herbert for the Chargers, if they could put out even mediocre play and get those teams to 10 wins, the Broncos would be a four-win football team. And we're talking about Russell Wilson kissing babies. They lost by 50 points. Ain't Russell's fault. It's not even, it's not even a headline. This is such an indictment on so many levels. This is an indictment on what is wrong with professional sports, specifically in the NFL, specifically with their need to regurgitate and rehire the same old guys. We can talking about the job Sean Payton wanted, which was the Chargers. I don't give a rat. It doesn't matter what he wanted. He took the Broncos, and they're losing by 50. And he's got the nerve to be upset in a press conference. Whose fault is it? It's not Russell's fault. It's not your defensive coordinator's fault. It's your fault. You didn't get them ready to play. They don't believe in you. They don't like you. They don't want to listen to you. And they don't want to produce for you. They can tackle. They won't because of you. They can catch. They won't because of you. They can cover. They won't because of you, Sean. It should not take all day to recognize Sunshine. This team has made the wrong position, has hired the wrong coach. And 50 points tells you that. Everybody flying back home to Denver, get on the plane. Hold on, Sean. Let's have a conversation. Sean Payton should be emailing somebody, my key card's not working. He should be hitting up NFL trying to take Urban Meyer's spot because this is ridiculous, and it's only going to get worse. He's going to bench Russell Wilson as if it's his fault. And then they're going to be tanking for Caleb Williams. And then when he doesn't get along with Caleb, it's going to be, well, Caleb isn't ready to play. Caleb's father's in the way. They're going to give him more excuses, more reasons to excuse his failures. And I'll repeat, last five seasons in New Orleans, because I know that's what people are going to talk about. 11 and 5, 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 9 and 8. No Super Bowls. None. Nada. Didn't Michael Thomas have an issue with Sean? No, 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 he didn't have one. He didn't have issues with Sean. Didn't have a command. No, no, they didn't have issues with him. It just, it just didn't work out in New Orleans. It just didn't work out. You know, it just didn't pan out for him. But it'll work out in Denver because he knows football. Because he's won one Super Bowl. Russell's only won one, but it's different. It'll work out in Denver. Because they don't have a good division. Well, they do because they got Kansas City. But it's different. Because Sean Payton started under the Bill Parcells tree. I don't like stop it. 50 points tells you every 50 points screams at you, they're not ready. 50 points screams at you, they don't like you. I'm gonna 50 points screams at you, we don't believe you. You need more people. You saw that coming, didn't you? There should be no more questions about Russell Wilson. Everything should start and end. How much longer are we going to allow Sean Payton to destroy this franchise? That should be the questions going forward. Not if Russell Wilson can play. That's it for this episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk. I'm your host, Kwame Fisher-Jones. And as always, we appreciate your time here. Be easy.